Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, we're live. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. How are you guys doing? Yes, we have a name for Seattle. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, I can, can you just tell by, by the expression on my face? I'm excited. Um, and we will, um, we got other things, but we're going to start with some music, some music discussions this morning. So let's talk. So apparently Steve Howe did an article with Rolling Stone and it was awful. Like it showed just what a curmudgeon power hungry guy he is mm -hmm. and guy who has to control mm -hmm. everything. It got to the point Eck, where he talked about how he and Alan White had to sort of endure joining the other guys on stage for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You're getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's complaining. And he's like, yeah, there was still a lot of tension because they were doing the Anderson Raven Wakeman, which, again, is a thousand times better than anything the other Yes guys have put together in the last <laughs> decade. And yeah. so there was jealousy. And then he rips Getty Lee because he's like, well, they only wanted to play Owner of a Lonely Heart and – and roundabout, maybe we should have played something more representative, like Close to the Edge. And I'm thinking, how could you ask Getty Lee, who's maybe practiced with the band an hour, to play yeah. something as intricate as Close to the Edge, something Chris Squire would master? Like, why would you even yeah. go there? Right, right. And also for like an event like this, like um, yeah, you're not you playing know, a 30 minute song. They're not. Yeah, airing. you can't do a 30 minute song. It's got to be quick, and it's got to be it's got to be something that you know, it's got to yeah. be your most popular songs. I think I, that's what they I, went with. I read the article, Russ, after we talked, and, yeah. and I, I like I really just got the the vibe of pomposity uh, oh, yeah. from, from how and the fact that yeah, I mean, and I was telling you this last night, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson introduced, uh, you know, they were the ones who in, induced. Yes, they are longtime Genesis and Yes fans. It was like yeah. an honor for them to yeah. and, and for how to come out after the fact and say, well, you know, like first of all, you think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame wanted them to, wanted you to play a 19 minute song? Right. No. Right. No. And, and and honestly, the the, the 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 highlight of my like Yes fan life was in 90 or 91 whatever year it was when the union tour happened because it was everybody on stage. Yeah. I was like sitting on the floor 10 rows away from a great show. in Buffalo. It was a fantastic show. Yeah, different lineups spectrum. Coming, yeah, different lineups coming in and out and reading reading this article it was like that was a, an absolute affront to his sensibility I that know. they had to do that. I mean I've I've I lost a lot of a lot of respect for Steve Howe. I mean, I'll tell you when I realized he was power hungry. I, I went and saw a show, a great adventure. It was Asia, and then it was Yes. And it was still Asia with John Wetton. Um, so Asia gets through the set. It's great. I remember tweeting about it. Ruben Frank from CSN was all over it. He's like, wow, what are they playing? And I said, they just got the, they're playing Court of the Crimson King now. And he's like, oh my right. God, I wish I was there. It was funny, right? And yeah. so then Yes comes on, they play a couple songs, and then there's a little bit of lightning. And so they're like, hold on, we gotta, we gotta stop the show. So they stop the show, right? And we're waiting, and it's an hour, hour and a half. And then all of a sudden we hear, yes, they're coming back on. 
they literally came back on. Everything was fine, cleared up. They literally came back on, and I think they did two songs. They did something. What did they do? They did maybe it was close to the edge and roundabout, and then they were like, "We got to go. The weather's bad. See ya." And Steve Howe is the one that makes the announcement, right? And it's just yeah. like it was so obvious that they he just wanted to get on to the yeah. next show and didn't care that people paid money and didn't yeah. care that yeah. they literally played five songs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it. It's a shame these guys. I mean, they they you know they they realize that the band them band is bigger than themselves. You know, sometimes they should they should understand mm -hmm. that. You know, they should mm -hmm. understand that. You know, especially a band that has had so many iterations. I mean, it's different yeah. than like a band that has had like the same exact people all the time. Right. Well, I I didn't realize after until reading that article that Wakeman's son was playing Oliver. With yeah, Oliver's good. I've seen I I've seen videos of him. He's that's really just weird. Good. That's just weird that the son is playing with the with the one band and the dad is playing with the other band. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, it's like Clemens nephew, Clarence Clemens nephew. He's really good. He's not Clarence Clemens. It's the same thing. You can never expect Wakeman's son to be Wakeman, but neither is Jeff Downs, by the way, Jeff Downs, when he tries to be Wakeman has to, you know, yeah, basically cut corners. Kind of keyboard player. I mean, different kind yeah, of you have to cut corners. There are different guys. And, and so, Oliver I mean, cuts corners. Really can't good. hold a candle to Jeffrey Downs. Is uh, some of some of the stuff Jeffrey Downs can do, like in in the studio and stuff like that, and just uh, right. That's his that's his specialty. But when yeah. he goes on tour and he's got to play an intricate yes song, that's not necessarily his specialty. You're right about that. Right. Uh, and you know about music, obviously. Do we? Do they are? I mean, it's a different kind different kinds of players, and you know, like and you know, one of uh, I mean, Jeffrey Downs is incredibly yeah. talented. Yes. And so is Rick Wakeman. Um, but you know, you know, you, Rick Wakeman's more in the like the Emerson type world, you know. Yeah, where they're just you know they're very you know proficient as far as you know technically talented, goes. but that doesn't necessarily mean you know that they're going to be the greatest writers or the greatest producers or anything like that. Like Jeffrey right. So Pine. now the next part of this. Yes. So the other day I got this thing on Instagram about a new live Bruce Springsteen album. Now I knew it was coming, and so and it says it's you waited for Jan down, here for this, right? And, yes. and it's on purpose. Stay here for this. And it right. says it's stripped down and whatever. And I'm like getting a flashback to when I saw that show that I had a cover when he literally was by himself. Right. So anyhow, Bad show. I, 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 I play the first, the first song and it's a interlude for dancing in the dark. So it wasn't even dancing in the dark yet. And it basically right. slowed dancing in the dark down to like, if you were playing a, regular album on 78 speed like it just right. it was just ridiculously slow and i was like all right i can't even wait for this so then i said all right let me just listen to born to run and and my wife and i are listening to it and my wife was a springsteen fan way before me she she used to see him and jackson brown all the time yeah you heard the first 30 seconds of it it could have been thunder road and you weren't quite sure because that's the way it was and then all of a sudden he's playing harmonica and in, in born to run and then yeah. The energy on it, it's a, it was a scale from one to ten. It was a it was a one. And it just it was just so awful. Like, and that's when I texted to you and said, he murdered this song. He wasn't just doing a bad rendition, he murdered it. Yeah. To which I replied, This is one of my favorite versions of it because he's been doing this version for a long time. Um, um and this is not like the first time it's ever been recorded. Um, I'm sure. Actually, your wife, who is she is a Jackson Brown and yeah. Man should remember the time the only time I think they ever played together that I remember was um 
the Amnesty International tour, which I would think have they been, did no nukes together too. Okay, yeah. So I remember Amnesty International, which had Peter Gabriel, right. Sting, yeah, Jackson Brown, and and Bruce Springsteen, which was a yeah. hell of a, hell of a show. Yeah, I remember that show. And um and Tracy Chapman, I believe, was also on that. Yeah, show. Chapman was there. She was yeah. just getting started. Um and uh, that is where Springsteen debuted this version of Born to Run on that tour. No, 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 no. Because when I saw him for the 35th anniversary show, he didn't play that. And even... Oh, he doesn't always do it, but no, he, he just, I'm saying that's where... You know, oh, so you're just saying he's had it, but he hasn't used it all the time. He doesn't do it all the time, but okay. it's like it's something he brings out occasionally. And this It's only for special occasions. <laughs> no, for that, for that specific tour, he did, I saw him do that. And I have like, you know, we all have, I don't know if you guys have it, but I have my Spotify list of the greatest songs yeah. of all time, you know? And um, on that Spotify list of the greatest songs of all time, um, which is like, I don't know, something like a hundred, roughly a hundred songs. I guess he saved it for when he could do a live album that he can collect all the profits for. Yeah, so I, I mean, I have that, I have that version from that tour. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, um, Mike, it's true. Which is, no, it's on that actually, if you go on one of the, that version is actually already on one of the Amnesty concert albums. But um, yeah, but that was given to charity. This time he made some money on it. Yes, yeah, so I made some money on it. So uh, I, no, I think to me, I mean, I love that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan in general of stripping down, um, of stripping down songs and going and doing them slowly. It's a, it's I don't no, mind that. Problem, but I do have an issue with this album. Okay, and, and this album, I haven't heard much of it yet, but it sounds to me like let me move the chair out here. It sounds to me as if um, this is like that's what he does on all the songs on this album. Like it's a matter of like, and I to me this is this it, this is like an effective tool if used um, for a couple things, like for one song, especially a song is that is has been he has so many friggin' verse, so many live versions of the regular born to run yeah, remember, remember a couple of years ago when he's sliding across the stage everybody's like oh my god he's in such great shape no, and, he is in great shape. And, and you know he does look at all this energy it's like this even, ever live i mean this is like this is something that's very no, 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 but, but it's like they gave him an ambient and then they and then they had him do it i feel like you know th this is this feels like to me like this a quarantine like the retrospective of a quarantine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he gets like he's, he's like, got COVID. That's why. No, it's no, you're just stuck. No, alone. no, no. I get what he's saying. Because what it does, you know, it, it slows down like the, you know, when you slow it down, something like this, you, you get, you know, the words are more focal, a focal point. The words born to run aren't the aren't the thing, you know. Like the words born to run are good, but they're not like you know fantastic. Um, but you know, sometimes you, this that's usually what happens is the words become more of a more of a focal point when you slow it down like this, and then you do a stripped right. down version. It is a great. But, but it slowed gonna, down my heart rate. It's it's rock and roll. It's supposed to be. Actually, a pretty damn good version of the song. It's like wow. Tony Bennett singing it for crazy. You have to be a fan. Like if you're not a fan of Springsteen, you're I'm not a fan, but not a fan of that man. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's you know, you're not, and you're not, and I've seen, I've seen him. I don't know. Gosh, my wife has made me see him. Uh, probably, I don't know. And I, you know, in the beginning was definitely making me. Now I got into it, but I've seen him probably. 40 times at this point, like craziness. And and I've never seen him do this version live. Um, so that tells you this is you're, not like a common you're, thing. You're fortunate. I, I, I saw something thing, so similar and I wish I didn't. Yeah, but why not? You know, like you, the, if for him to release another live version of Born to Run would be stupid. Like he's done that. <laughs> I mean, they, they just put a song, Songs of Summer is actually a, a Springsteen thing that was released earlier this during the quarantine. Okay, but let me ask you this. this that, is has the live, that has the straight out live fast version of Born to Run. This is what I'm more worried about. Now he's going to do something with the E Street Band, and I don't even think they could do something better than Murder Incorporated anymore, and that's sad. Oh, I don't know, man. Some of the some of that stuff he's done. That's the time. last song, the last hit that the E Street Band did with him, right? That Murder Incorporated song, and uh, I can't and remember any of their stuff. There's their stuff since that, actually. I'm waiting for him to do have they. I don't know. I'm waiting for him to do Tunnel of Love. 
Well, that's not. A, that's he not, would like that now because he wears his. That's not an East. That's time. not an East Street album. You know, that's like. I know. I know. But uh, no, he did. He had a couple of really good ones. Out. I got to get my wife involved in this, but she's she's up she's up in the meeting. <laughs> my son's like, yeah, you want? No, I can't get her here, but I, I should get her here. I should bring her in. He can How walk in and then re reply another day. I'm going to text her and have her to come down and join this debate at the end of the show. Um. All right. So see if she. Anyhow, that's it. She, I doubt she'll jump on here. It'd be unbelievably unlikely, but we'll see if she will. And I'm hopeful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, because she would be able to tell you more because she's she's I, all about it. Though. I mean, there's I a bunch know. of the, I mean, the Springsteen out. I mean, I know we've had lots of new Springsteen albums since then. There was well, an album I appreciate Max Weinberg, he's a Devils fan. I've seen him at the Stanley Cup, good guy, but good, really like tight. But, but even he could play these drums one hand. You know best friends of he's best, you know, who's best, who, who his best friend is. Who you would never, you would never believe this at all. But um, it is um, oh my gosh, Frank Brown. Oh, Frank. wow. Frank Brown of the NHL. So, um, so, what, so what you're saying, Russ, is, are like they were in like each other's weddings, basically. So what you're saying, Russ, is the one the one armed drummer from Def Leppard could play the uh... absolutely like there's nothing to it. Okay, let's do it. Like, they basically could have put, they basically, basically put Tex Ritter in this band, and it would be easy to <laughs> easy to do. I mean, let's just say that that there here's something I'll throw out there just to end this. To end this debate once and for all, Springsteen has released more live music. Um, since, um, Billy Joel released I knew his last album. That's true, but it's not. Doesn't mean it's good. And Billy Joel has released in his entire career. Doesn't matter. Doesn't no, mean more it's new good. music. He's written more songs and more new, new music. So I know, but he's taken yeah, a left turn and, and he's gone the wrong way. New music does not mean good music. Right. Yeah, no, but it does mean you're still a musician to me. Like, you're not a musician if you're not writing stuff. It's his original. Okay, let's not. Yeah, we're done. We're done. I mean, you, you know, you're dead. If you just, if just, you're, I mean, gosh, you're just, if you're just, if you're just being a jukebox of yourself, just, you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my thought on it. Russ Chicken will not chime in on this. Um, but I do want to thank, uh, you know, this is my hockey, this is my hockey buzz baseball shirt. Someone, someone pointed out this for opening day here. Yeah. I just got these. I'm getting, getting you guys some too. I like yeah, it. I love it. Cool. Really cool shirt. Really like it a and lot. It's gray, so Mike will like it. <laughs> yeah, we may have to put it up for. We may have to put these up for sale at some point if you guys want them. They're, they're really kind of cool. Um, if you guys out there are interested, let me know. Let put in the chat room. Put they remind me of the um, the mid seventies uh, jerseys that they were wearing in MLB. And actually, that was the first year, like in Little League, we had yeah. just gotten polyester right. uniforms, and we finally got away from like. Flannelish kind of uniform. Yeah, when you yeah, when you get didn't have just their like t-shirt jersey. Yeah, right? these were like pullovers instead of buttons. Yeah, like an actual button-down shirt with a with stitched on stuff. You know that. Yeah, like no, it's thing. nice. The back has like this on it, so you can see. So you have this on. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, I like it a lot. It's, 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 they really did a good job with it. So although Mike's number is ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's not. Why number one, Mike? I mean, get a bigger get a bigger ego. It's the truth. That's been your number, huh? All right, here we it's go. Oh, hockey, hockey jerseys is something we've we've been working on for a while. We had one of them, but uh, didn't love the didn't love the design as well. This is better one. than the other one. I did get to wear the other one when you when we had that charity game. They were pretty good, but this is better. Oh yeah, no, those were made up. Yeah, those were those were those, but yeah, that's right. We played a charity game. I forgot about that. Um, all right, here we go. Let's go into um, let's go into this show here. Should we do that now? Let's see. All right, Thursday, July twenty third. Holy hell! All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello, Hockey World. It is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. 
I'm Michael Agello, and in, in the chat, Funky Cold Zadina says my number is 99. Bite your tongue. <laughs> Read the Sasquatch. Russ Cohen from Sportsology. Everybody knows what number I'll pick, so I don't need to say. <laughs> and I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday. Fill you in on the comings and goings. 41, Anthony. In the hockey world. Number 41 is Russ's number for sure. And here we are. Um, and finally, I mean, and I think this is a great name. And I know that the problem with this, I think, is how long it took them to do this more than the name itself. Because That's it, you know, one of many problems, but continue. Right, but I, I, so, but I, I am a, I'm going to talk about cryptids for a second and cryptozoology for all you, because I'm a big fan of, of cryptid. You know what a cryptid is, guys? Yeah. Okay, so a cryptid is, you know, an animal that like, like a Sasquatch or mm -hmm. the Loch Ness Monster that doesn't exist or hasn't, or hasn't been proven to exist, but people claim to exist. And the Kraken is one of those sort of to throw the, to throw to throw a little monkey wrench in it. Uh, some people think the Kraken, you know, has been has been proven out to be actually real by the by the discovery of the giant squid over the last several years. Um, you know, and the first filming of a giant squid, which was on my blog uh, in 2015. I know this stuff. Yeah, that was amazing. I remember seeing that. Remember that? Um, I I, just, I know this. I know this stuff because my son is usually into animals, and we're, yeah. we watch every documentary encrypted thing possible. This is now the third cryptid team. Um, actually, in the NHL, um, or no, this is the second second in the NHL, third in, if you count the AHL, can you guys name the other two? You know, any other? Lowell, the Lowell Loch Ness Monsters. No, the other NHL. Oh, NHL. I thought you said sport pro. Well, wait, uh, is it, yeah, AHL. Is, is, is it the Lowell Loch Ness Monsters? No, it's not. It's just the Lowell Monsters. It, they used to be the Loch Ness Monsters, and then I think it's just the Lowell Monsters after a while. Yeah, I didn't even know that one. Um, I, I know... Um, one that's currently going on now in the AHL, one in the NHL. So the NH NHL one, the other NHL cryptid. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. There are only 31 teams. I know, but it's like I don't really think about that stuff. Not yeah, yeah. Canadians? No, it's really. <laughs> the Canadians yeah, are real, real things. They actually are. Canadians actually exist. They're not. They've been proven. To be I know real. Canucks are real, so I Canucks, can't. Say. Canucks is like one of those names. that's like on the edge of like, should we should they should we be using that name anymore? I know. Uh, it's almost like a Canadian slur, right? It is a Canadian slur, and that's kind of a funky thing. But they don't seem they seem okay with it. Oh, um, the Devils! Yeah, someone put yeah, the, the New Devils. Jersey Devils. There you go. By the way, the, the announcement today that the the Washington team is going to be called the Washington Football Club for the entire year. <laughs> They they couldn't get the rights that they well, wanted. Some idiot owned forty five trademarks. Right. Somebody I think they want to name them the Washington Warriors, and there's the guy bought up the rights and he's holding them hostage. Like get get a life, man. You bought up forty five trademarks. Get a life. <laughs> oh man, I know. Um, I um. So, but and by the way, the other one is the um, the Cleveland Sea Monsters of the. Uh, of the of the AHL, that's the AHL, the AHL. The Lake Erie Monsters. The Lake Erie, Lake Monsters. Erie Monsters, right? Yeah, that's right. Everyone, but that's what they are. But they're like, and the, and the Lake Erie Monsters is actually named and has a picture of. There is an actual Lake Erie Monster, which is like a Loch Ness monster type thing. Right. Um, there's many, many, many monsters throughout the world, by the way. Like of of you know almost yeah, every, they're all under your bed and in your closet, but you never see them. Almost every big lake has one of these, like in the entire world. Like Loch Ness Monster is one we all know about, but like every yeah, lake. It's, it's like every culture having a Bigfoot because they all figured, oh, this is a great hoax. Right. Now we'll do it. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, phantoms are not encrypted, technically. No, phantoms they're not. Ghost. 
Um, but yeah, the New Jersey Devil, New Jersey Devil is, a, is is an actual you know creature that's that's rumored to be roaming. It's an the actual world. fake thing that's never. It is probably the least likely of all the cryptids out there to be to actually exist. The Jersey Devil, I have to say, <laughs> it is one of the most ridiculous ones. It is. Well, the theory on it, oh, and it's sorry. not really the New Jersey West Devil. West, you live in Jersey Devil territory. It's just the Jersey Devil. Like that's how it's known. Right, you, you, and you live in that territory. I know. It's like stop. I even went near the Pine Barrens at let's, one time. Let's okay. Let, let, let's but let's get to the. You know, I, I I'm not impressed. Uh, I don't think this is the best of the names. I would have preferred. Yeah, I know that you liked Sasquatch Act. I didn't mind that one. Um, I I would have. I liked Metropolitans because of the history, but they didn't want to go that way because that's a losing name for a losing organization, right? Right, Ross. Um, I don't like the color scheme either. They went with blue and teal, and and red, and instead of the traditional Seattle, you know. And I know that uh, the, the Mariners are what gold and blue. Uh, everybody thought that they were going to go with some sort of green because but they weren't. The Mariners used to have this exact color, right? But the, but they were but they were originally they were blue and gold. They had the gold. That's like going back to when they started. Yeah, originally, originally. But yeah. I, but most people thought it was going to be like the color scheme of the old Seattle Supersonics and Sonics, the green and gold. They didn't go that way. And Russ, you didn't like something else either. Yeah, I I, I like the color scheme. Colors, I'm fine with. Yeah, I don't think the logo is is good at all. I mean, that is the most simplistic bad logo. They they had over a year almost two years to do a logo and to be honest they made it so understated that yeah they did there's it's not even cool like if you wanted to do it cracking you could go so much more into it and have more detail about it and they didn't and, and i don't understand why if you're gonna do it go all in it's yeah. an it's an it's ninety minutes old, and if I had a dollar for every uh, film a Kraken joke, oh, yeah. crackhead for crackheads for the fan base. You're to play at the I crack mean, house. We've heard them all. Right. Like, I mean, really, it, it, yeah, it's but that's that's like you know. I mean, you can't name a team and not have that, right? Like that's like you're well, gonna, you can. I mean, in the internet, in the internet age, day and age, you honestly think that you can something that people won't be able to mock in some way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, well, to I that degree, no. I mean, that's a good one. If they would have named it Sasquatch, where were they going to? Right. What's the knock on that? Right. This is this is serving. This is room service here. Kraken. It's like yeah. there you go. It's not I my job to come up with the names. I don't think it's the best name, but I really do think the logo is so simplistic. They they could have done such so much more with it, and I don't know why they made it so simplistic like that. It's just. I don't know. It's I don't not. Really, I mean, I don't disagree, but I think at the same time, you know, it's tough. Like you guys are baseball fans, right? And then some of the simplest baseball logos are, are the most classic, right? So you like think about. I think the concept is, you know, if you go wacky, like like look at look at teams we've had jump in the NHL over the last last you know last few expansions, right? Right. Knights, Knights, very simple, right? Very simple logo, um, very, which I think is a good logo. I think they did well with it. No, I think they did too. You know, I felt like they did a good job. Um, the Predators, some people thought, was like a little bit of a childish type logo, you know. Um, I remember when that came in. I remember people thinking that, like, you know, the Predator is not a, a uh, cryptid. The Predator is is, is, a, is a saber-toothed tiger. Um, and there's history. It's a saber-toothed tiger is being found in that area of Nashville. That's how that, that came about. Yeah. Um, and uh, saber-toothed tigers did exist. They just don't exist anymore. 
Um, yeah, so that, that you know, in Tampa when they came in, I thought Tampa's logo that was. Eh, no, but I, I liked it. I got it. Lightning. They have lightning all the time, and I really got it when I was down there for the Stanley Cup, and it was lightning every day for ten minutes. So I really, yeah. I really figured that out. Here's the other thing, though, Eck. When you look at their logo, and I guess what the side patch is going to be, the logo after like a minute or two, you realize, okay, I see what it is. The side one. It takes you a good two, three minutes to realize the space needles on the top of that. Yeah, I think that one's cool, though. I think that one actually is pretty cool. I mean, but it takes you too long. It's like there's not enough detail. It's like literally, you know what these are like? I don't know if you did this in kindergarten. There was some machine that you had to take an outline of yourself and you would cut it out on construction paper and yeah. you would put it on the paper. Remember, it would be like, you know, yes. I don't know what they took the picture with. And then you, you know, you cut around and you had, you basically had, a profile of yourself. I feel like this is what they did with this. Yeah, I see that. I mean, and, and I, it didn't, there's another thing. There's another, for me, another another thing you have to have with a logo is it has to be something that as a kid is easy to draw on your, it's easy to draw like on your, on your like, you know, book, on your book covers and stuff like that. Like, so for me, that's what right. I remember, like drawing like the various yeah, logos. I used to draw the, the Rangers logo, the Islanders logo. I drew any logo that there was. Right, we all draw them as kids, right? And, and yeah. some of them, I mean, you know, like the Bruins, super, like the Flyers, a great logo to draw. Like there's yes. certain things like that are just, you know, that made sense. And then there's some teams that are just, that are really tricky, that are, that are hard to draw. Uh, the Predators is a tough one to draw. Um, you know, like the Hurricanes, they went for a simple one. I think the Blue Jackets kind of, I don't like, never like their logo for, or their color scheme or anything about their uniforms, really. Never been a big fan of them. Um, as yeah, far as drawing you know, the Minnesota Wild one is. That one's really tricky because what that, is. It? That's tricky. Finally figured out that it's, a, that it's actually a. It's a cougar. landscape. It's a, a, yeah. but, it's, but it's a cougar. It's actually in the shape of a cat. If you look at the. Yes, because it's wild. Yes. If you look at the, if you look at, so here's the Kraken thing, right? So we're getting onto the. Thing here, and uh, this is the this is the actual you know. It, I mean, it, I think the font on the K for the Kraken is cool. I yeah, you know, that definite like you know, English old English type thing. Yeah, feels like you know medieval times sort of. I mean, in the Kraken, you know, which I you know I I was I was starting to say is not actually to actually me. you know what font that is I I it's Shrek font. It is Shreky type font, which yeah, which is old <laughs> old English, right? So yeah. it's like to me. To me, it does kind of fit like, you know, I my son was like, if he was designing the uniforms, he would have just nothing but like suction cups all up and down the arms, which would be hilarious, you know? Yeah, see that, that to me would be like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like that, yeah, there's you know, more to it. Yeah, I mean, I think some people like it's like, they like it and they say it's simple. I mean, to me, I, I mean, any name can be mocked. I agree with that. Um, but it, let's say it's, it's one thing for like any name can be mocked. It's another one to say that it just is served up on a silver platter to be mocked. And that's what this is. It's like with Sasquatch, I mean, you know, whatever. They're going to come up with nicknames. They're going to come up with a little play. But this is like, you know, Kraken and just and just what that will do. I mean, I, I, I think they could have gone a number of different directions. But, you know, whatever. What I, I can tell you this. There's no way I would ever buy a hat with the first logo. No way. Maybe with the one that says Seattle Kraken, maybe, but then there's no logo after that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like the Space Needle logo. Um, the no, but I'm saying, like, if I were going to buy a hat, if I yeah. went with strictly with just that logo with the outline of the Kraken and the and the red there, it, that's a boring hat, man. No, I think I do agree. It doesn't really look like a Kraken, uh, the S at all. Uh, no. 
I do agree that that's not the greatest, um, but I think I do like this one. You know what it looks like? It looks more like Dino from the Flintstones than it does a Kraken. Yeah, like I don't even see it as a Kraken necessarily. It doesn't. It doesn't like to me. I agree with you on that one. But um, can you, can you put up a proper picture of a Kraken so we have something to go absolutely on? Absolutely, I can. Yes, I will. Thank you. I'll do that. Let's let's search for Kraken for a second. Um, <laughs> <I agree>. <laughs> <laughs> like an actual Kraken images. Yeah. No, but but you just just yeah, the way like, you said that it's like an actual Kraken. Let's search for a Kraken. Right. So now let's look at this cool thing. This is amazingly cool right and i think not even that one i think more of like along the when i think of kraken i think more along the lines of like um like something grabbing a shit like here we go right like this one right like a big thing grabbing if a they ship. showed something like that that would be epic right like that's the kraken to us right like that's like the whole thing right so yeah. now where, how, show me where that exists in that logo what are you gonna have for yeah. a snack cheese and kraken oh sorry crackers no, but here, I mean, that, here's, I mean, here's an example, and I'm not a graphic artist, Zach. Here's an example. You give me something like that Kraken. You want to yeah. change the colors, that's fine. With the ship, with the Space Needle in the background, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. I mean, it's an octopus, and it's, that's why I don't think – that's why I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a big, big believer that the uh, giant squid is the actual mythical Kraken that people talk about. Right, because it is more an octopus. I, I think it's more of an octopus, but a lot of people have said that that's the case, but – um, I mean, it can be, it, it, yeah, it is, it's disappointing. I don't disagree with you completely on that one. Um, and there, there's certain things they could have done better. I want to see the logos. I want to know how the, how much they're going to like, I mean, I'm a big fan of the color, um, not the black. Obviously. You know what this is like? I'll tell you what this is like. Cause you're looking at the front view of the Kraken, right? And it looks awesome. Yeah. This is like, if, if we were watching, you know, Mr. Universe from the seventies and Arnold Schwarzenegger was posing, they're showing the side view. Right. Nobody wanted to see him from the side. They wanted to see the veins popping and everything from the front. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. That. No, definitely. Definitely, I get that. Now I'm done talking about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe, maybe on a third jersey we'll get something cool. Um, yeah, I think the third jersey should be like a Metropolitans or something. Yeah, they, right. Like, well, they're, well, they're, I mean, I, the jerseys are out there too, right? I haven't seen it. Seen them yet? Um, someone have the link of that. I can check it. But the things I, do look different on a jersey too. We have to. Admit. Yeah, and I think that you know, it, to me, I really want their their home jersey not to be mainly black with like southern stuff because I'm not a big fan of mainly black jerseys. Like it's they dark, have a, it's dark blue. Okay, it's dark blue. Okay, so you see, uh, I'm the opposite. I like when teams wear the white at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a fan of that. But I think that, um, but I've gotten used to the other now. But uh, I, I know I was a big, big fan of that. I don't mind the switching around of it once in a while. No, I don't either. But I just, for whatever reason, I like the white at home. I think they should alternate every year. That's honestly, that's a good idea. Actually, we wouldn't do that because, yeah, I mean, it's just like, but I think they, the, the, it's a marketing decision because people will way, way more often buy the darker jerseys, right? So. The idea is that if you want the team, you know, you want fans in the stands to be wearing the jersey that the team's wearing on the ice, then the yeah. dark jersey. That's I'm not trying to be overly critical. I see some people agree with me in the chat room. That's great. I'm just giving an opinion, but we are talking about it, and we're happy that the team's in the league. That's all. Yeah, no, we're happy the team's in the league. It's, it's an eight-legged monster. I mean, I think it's going to be – this. that's my nickname for the team. Uh, hopefully they have, you know – more than more than that amount of players to 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 ice in the beginning, but they're you're going to be good. They're going to be. I mean, it's going to be fun. I, I, the emerald. I mean, the emerald should be the main. The main color should be the emerald. That's where they should go with. If they went with that, I'd be totally into that. Well, let's just hope Phil Kessel doesn't get doesn't get claimed on the in the expansion draft because you'll hear all those Phil McCracken jokes. <laughs> Gosh, goodness, goodness. Oh, I emailed a picture of the home jersey. One second, I'll get to that. Um, all right, so. 
What else do we have to talk about, Mike? There's got there's got to be other things out there. God, I'm looking at the Mets 30 man roster. I predicted I did an article that I that 25 percent of it would be fill in, like filler. It's about right. Anyhow, sorry. Go ahead. There you go. Um. Yeah. Well, okay, we we're, we can do the Colorado. I'm going to bring it up here quick at the end of the show. But I mean, I, I was, I mean. Honestly, the, the the news that I that has been predominant over the last twenty four hours is the fact that um, we're still hearing about like players that might be or might not be, and in terms of COVID nineteen, like we, we're still trying to get a picture here of what's going on with the Bruins, right? Uh, but there's no way to really get an accurate feel of what's no. going on. And then I think that's just the frustration that we're going to have to learn to accept because it's not going to change this off season. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to change this off season. I mean, there's just going to be so many things that are going to, there's just, this is going to happen a lot. We're going to get used to it eventually. I mean, so Sidney Crosby is skating again, you know, um, no one really knows if that was an injury or what it was. I think I got a feeling it was an injury. It just feels like it was an injury and not like it tests because he's skating again, you know, like he's already skating again. So that would tell you that now that we know that it wasn't because when he, you know, he left the ice and everything, people were questioning he left the ice with them, wasn't back. I mean, you're going to see, you're going to see, I don't, I think it's surprising. It's, it's impossible to think that you're not going to see little injuries right now because there's lots, I mean, these guys haven't been playing. It is impossible. You're right. For a while. I mean, injuries are going to be a factor in this thing. It's going to be, tough because you can't just jump right into it. I mean, we've, and we see it every year. Like when you think about back to like, when I think about hockey in August, I feel like it, to me that I think about the, like the Canada cups, you know, like the back yeah. when you had those things and those guys were jumping in, if you're not playing for, you know, just a couple months and not even like, they're talking like five months here, not even that long. Um, and at least, and even, and back then they were playing, they were still out and doing things. I mean, people have been literally quarantined in their homes. There's, there's no question that they haven't been able to work out as much as they want to, or the way they'd want to work out. So you're going to have lots of stupid like Carter Hart's back stuff and stuff like that's going to come up. Right. So how how serious it is, we'll, you know, time will tell. Well, let's, let's talk about that for just a sec because you played goalie enough to know yeah. how the body works. Yeah. I played enough sports. <laughs> I still – I can tell you right now my body still remembers how it works because I still yeah. feel pains in the every day. Yeah, um, but, but this is the interesting thing. Again, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just back spasms. That's fine. Back spasms is a funny thing. You don't know how they got there, and sometimes you can't get rid of them in a short period of time. That's the weird thing about back spasms. And so, again, yeah, totally variable. Like, and it doesn't matter what age you are either. Yeah, they're completely and utterly variable. You know, yeah. it really has absolutely, there is absolutely no way of knowing. Like, when you look, I mean, I have, I mean, I have discs, I have herniated discs in my back. Those yeah, I mean, like, I had my back locked up in my, when I was in my 30s. Like, yeah, right. Happened, and you don't know. Those aren't going anywhere. I know. I know. So to me, that's, you just, you have to really wait and see. And, and I think that, you know, I mean, it, I think the good, the, the smart thing for a guy like Carter Hart to do is, you know, if you feel that to get off the ice right away, because you can actually, you know, yes, help it that way. But it, it, that's the one thing you just, we just don't know. Right. We, and I think it's, it's, it's natural to panic in these situations for, for fans because, you know, the guys, Carter Hart's obviously a very important factor in the Flyers moving forward here. But um, yeah, I think that I'm I'm really surprised at how at how few guys we've seen go out. Like it really feels like we've had less injuries. I watched a little bit yesterday of the Predators um, game against you know inner squad game that was on, and there these inner squad games are kind of fun to watch 
they're they're, yeah. they're they're different you know they're it's the predators were filming it in a way that was very frustrating to me i wanted to throw this out there as like some of my the heart's back on the ice already but just working out on his on the phantom side right which means to me that he's probably fine it was probably just like he's going to take his time and, and he knows because yeah. he there's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure on this kid and they know that they're going to they're not going to they're going to make sure he's okay but i was so i was watching the predators uh, how many of these inner squad things you guys have watched yet i've watched just the flyers and i watched maybe 10 minutes of it yeah did you watch the maple leafs inner squad games i've watched as much as they it hasn't been carried live but a few people have, have uh done it twitter on twitter live and i've seen a lot of the highlights of the goals so yeah it's as much access as we've been able to get yeah yeah and i think that um i mean to me it's like so the predators predators you know they were doing it in their arena and they had you know the the here's what i heard Huge, huge plus for the predators here. I'm going to give them a give them a before I before Actually, I before you do that, I see that that Sam Carcetti tweeted out Carter Hart should be okay for Bruins opener. I would not have him play in that game for a million dollars. Yeah, why in the world are you going to worry about him playing in a game that means nothing? Yeah, I mean they're going to have to. If play. he feels good the next one, put him in the next one. And there's there seems to be a little bit of time, right? Because the Flyers have that game and then they don't play again in the first. Like, right. They, they, I'm the next one. Why am I putting them in the play first on the one? second and then they don't play until like yeah. sixth or seventh or something? Like that? Why am I putting them in the first one? How do I know Brad Marchand's not going to trip them? Like, why am I going to even risk that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally agree. Um, I, 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 yeah. Um, but the thing about these inner squad games, which and they're and I think it's good that they're putting them on TV, but it infuriates me to hell, and it infuriates me to hell at practice too. And I've said this in many times, but, and you know where probably going. I know where you're going. Because why the hell? Like the Flyers, Flyers, you were watching a Flyers thing from the practice facility. And why the hell are we, do we not have numbers on the backs of these jerseys? All right, I'm going to give you the reason. But I did feel bad because the one I was watching had Brian Smith and Jason Ratitas <laughs> doing the broadcast. And they're trying to figure out who the players are. It's hard. I mean, even but for like that anyone. is the point. Management doesn't really want you to know. Management doesn't really want you to report exactly what guy is doing what, if you can figure it out, then you can report it because we have seen when they magically come out with everything with the jerseys and names and numbers on, then they want you to know. So that's how they tells me they don't want you to know. That's so they're afraid of scouting is what they're, they're yeah. like, other people scouting this. Like, yep. I, I just find that ridiculous. Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if you, we know these players and, and, and if you're, no, gonna, but if it's just fuzzy enough, if you're watching it online, it's really hard to tell. Yeah, but we, yeah, but it's just, no, it, I mean, so the Predators, to their credit, they're doing it in their big arena and they have their jerseys on both team, both sides. So they've got their away and home jerseys on. So they're skating out there and you know who they are, you know, like that's Philip Forsberg. That's good. I can tell that's Philip Forsberg. You know, um, that's Ryan Johansson not working hard enough, like things like that. You know, I can see this stuff out there, you know, that's Kyle Turris who like, but the way, what was interesting about so what they were doing on this, instead of filming the game, they were, they would isolate on a player on every shift. So, okay, I like that player, which is okay because the game really doesn't mean anything. Right no, now. the game is irrelevant. But you know, but what that where that doesn't come into that doesn't help people is like the Kyle Turris shift that they focused on was probably the most lazy friggin' thing you could ever imagine. Oh, because it's it, yeah, because he's not playing full it's like a scrimmage game and he's out there for like you know a second. That's a good point. Puck or a player, he didn't touch a player or the puck the entire time he was skating on the ice. <laughs> he goes out there, you know, and it's like. It's, you're talking about him the whole time, you know, and it's like not that was just like hilarious to me that you just sit there and watch this and like holy cow. Well, one thing that can happen in these scrimmages is 
uh, you know, the unforeseen. Yesterday, I saw Twitter blow up everybody from Mark Spector to, you know, whoever was covering the Oilers when Zach Cassian dumped the puck in and hit Connor McDavid. I think it was in the face. And, yeah. and McDavid went to the locker room and everybody was in a panic. And then yeah. like, he came back out like 15 seconds later. But, you know, that's the thing you have to be careful about. It's like you could, you could, you're trying to get prepped and trying to get up to speed for, for the playoffs. And one misstep, one rut, one stick to the eye, one some could ruin you. And, yeah, you know, right. luckily we, for Edmonton that they dodged that bullet. But we, we do have breaking news. I'll give Funky Cole Zadina credit. He, he said that Ken Holland said that Philip Broberg's going to play with the Oilers in the bubble. I want to caution people. There is no way they should put Philip Broberg in the lineup. I don't care if he's been playing in the SHL. He's a fairly new defenseman. He he actually was a forward for a good part of his career. He's played defense probably the last three, four years, I think. Right. He is a riverboat gambler for this kind of hockey right now. And and there's no way Dave Tippett is going to put Philip Broberg in there, right. no matter how good his offense is, because – he needs to watch and yeah. learn what they do defensively. That's well, the here, thing. Here's here's what the what the terminology that was just mentioned. The player, like okay, Alexander Romanov's being put in the bubble. He can't play. Or Sorokin is being put in the bubble. He can't play. A guy like Broberg can play because I believe right. they signed him to an ELC. But that doesn't mean he's playing. It just means he's going to be part of the 31 player. They could be very easily doing what the Leafs might be doing with Nick Robertson. We're going to bring him into the bubble, but we yeah. want him to get the experience of being with the team, being with the team, and see the pressures of what the playoffs are going to be like. Yeah, I don't think he can there might be a delay. I do want to say for the chat room again. Yes, he used to be a forward. They're all like, "Is he a forward?" Yes, he used to be a forward. He's a defenseman now. Right. So that that's a reason why many people like myself thought the. Oilers took him a little too soon in that draft. But it doesn't mean just because he's on that 31-man roster, I think that's what the roster size is, that he's going to play. They just may want him to get, you know, to get, get the experience, travel with the team. Right. Right. All that. The camaraderie of the playoffs, all that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I know that you know because I've been writing about it the last few days. You know, Nick Robertson has been somebody that the late Leaf fans are getting excited about, and they should because he had a fantastic year in the OHL. He had a great year for right. USA. He's a really talented young player. But Sheldon Keefe, every time he's been asked questions by the by the Toronto media uh, regarding Robertson, he's he's been very careful to sort of like, well. You know, he didn't get a shot off in the first two scrimmages, or he's slowly been ramping up. Like, he's keeping it in perspective. He's not, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. We're going to insert this guy in the line. He's 18 years old, and he talked – and Keith talked about the fact that, you know, a lot of the players on the roster, they've served an apprenticeship in the AHL. They've played in the NHL. They're the best of the best. And Robertson's got to either pay his dues or prove that he can – Stick with those guys, and if he does, then maybe he gets a look. But more than likely, he's—I I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I do want to mention because they're—they're asking in the chat room who's better, Evan Bouchard or, or Philip Roberg. I would take Bouchard every day of the week because he has a more physical side to him besides the yeah. offense yeah, yeah, yeah. that he has, and that's a guy who, again, Broberg may be a better power play guy than Bouchard, even though Bouchard's really good on it. But right. for the overall game, I'll take Bouchard every day. Yeah, yeah. Bouchard's older. I think he's. Still yeah. 
you can't downplay the uh, the the team building that's the good that that's going to go on in this thing because it, right. I mean, it's going to be a big deal it's yeah, a big deal because these guys are literally forced to be together for a long period of time so you want to have these players that are going to be a part of the team moving forward you want to have them around um, plus yeah. if you want if you if you need a bottle of pepto-bismol at three in the morning and you don't want to call your coach you send broberg out for a big yeah, exactly. because if he gets quarantined then you're not hurting the team yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I think that's i think it's really I, and you know and also defensemen you can't have enough in the playoffs. Like no matter what happens, like, it, I mean, they don't want to play them for sure. But if the, if the Oilers are in the, you know, in the finals and have, have already won four rounds or whatever to get there, um, you know, and they're, well, they're down. Well, with they would play Bouchard first because you never know how Bouchard's many people are seen situations where teams are down to like no one, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But, but Bouchard's a year older and he played a full year in the American hockey league. Whereas right. Broberg played a full year in the SHL and had eight points. So no, I agree. I mean, I, I, and then I'm not, no, Bouchard, I think is, is NHL ready. So I think there's a difference there yeah. right away, but, yeah. but I also do think that, you know, you just never know, like it, it, the playoffs are, but I think the main reason they're having him there is, is they don't intend to play him at all. You right. know, I think the main reason is just to like keep, to get him around the team, to get him because this is going to be a great, is, the teams are going to get very close to this process. It's going to be like, you know, one of those things where they're going to be forced to, you know, and I know a lot, of, I've talked to a lot of people around and they're really, you know, there's a lot of, stuff going on behind the scenes of how they're going to keep these guys entertained between games and like the different, you know, cause they're not going to just let them sit in their rooms and play video games. You know, they're going to, they're going to figure out there's cause there's various conference rooms. Teams are going to get different times of the day. So there's going to be an off days, you know, you're going to have your practice. We're also going to have like conference room time where they're going to have like just trivia games and all sorts of things for them that are going on. They're going to have all these different kinds of like, basically all the stuff that you do in quarantine to keep. Yeah, They're going to play Pictionary and stuff. Right, they're going to have all kinds of fun things like that going on. Well, they, they, they were talking about how in one hotel uh, in Toronto, there is an, like an outdoor court that they can have for like cookouts and stuff like that. And another one, the, the Royal York, there, there's nothing like that. So the top four or five teams, the round robin teams plus the Penguins, are going to have a little more um, extracurricular activities. Well, I mean, you know, you, Crosby, Malkin, they, they've earned it, man. That's really funny. It's really interesting. Harry Price, those are the bigger stars. Well, not part, not Price. He'll be, he'll, he'll be at the Royal. Oh, he'll be in the other one. Yeah, that's right. He'll be in the other one. Yeah, I was watching the, um, I was watching a little bit of TSN today too, and they were saying, um, they're talking about you know Montreal and and the and Drew Ann's playing with Suzuki a lot right now, you know, and that's yeah. really clicking. Yeah, um, this is a real interesting. You know, I thought about it. this is a real interesting um, playoff for for Jonathan Duran. This is like one of the when you think about it, this is he because he's one of the few guys on that team who actually has played in the playoffs. Right. Um, and had and played pretty well in the playoffs. Like his, yeah. his better moments, I think, as an NHLer was in the playoffs for Tampa. You know where he scored some goals, made some pretty big plays, and uh, yeah, I think that you know we always talk about Jonathan Duran is definitely kind of you know right on the edge of either making it or not kind of making it in the NHL I, at this point. I, I listen. He has scored twenty goals. Like he has made it. It's just people yeah. have expected more than what he could give right now, and right. it doesn't mean. He won't catch another gear at some point. But again, I think people have put unrealistic expectations on this guy. I really do. I mean, this I, year. I, I don't think people have. I think the organization did. They remember, they traded for him. They gave up Sergachev for him. They traded for him and they said, he's going to be our number one center. That was a mistake. Then he, you know, he had. He had a career year with Tampa Bay before they traded traded him. He, he was he was traded at his highest value since then. Thirteen goals, eighteen goals, seven goals. 
He's, I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm not saying he's not a good player. In that situation, Montreal's expectations of what Jonathan Duran was going to be and the reality are completely different. He's a good player. He's not a core player. And they traded for somebody they thought was going to be a core player. And I think the only way he's ever going to be a core player is not in Montreal because the pressures on him are ridiculous. The injuries, though, definitely play a factor with him, you know, like his and his numbers. Yeah, he's had a few injuries. There's no well, question. This year, about he, this year he did. Yes. I mean, yeah. the seven goals this year is a little bit, you know. He only played 27 games, but the previous years he played, he, he missed less than 10 games every year 70, 73, 77, and 81. So injuries weren't a problem. Seven goals in 27 games. That's, a, that's like a 20 goal. All season. right. I'm going to give you a scenario here. I mean, you think about it when you act, when you, when you add that up. I mean, Brock Nelson, who nobody ever complains about. Averages 0.54 points per game in his career. Jonathan Drouin in his career is 0.59 points per game. He's nowhere close to a bust. He is better putting up points than Brock Nelson, and yet people pick on him a thousand times more than a Brock Nelson. Right, because he's in Montreal. Yeah. No, no he- it has more to do with that, too. It's it's about where he was drafted. It's about now that he's in Montreal. It's about, you know what, but – but the guy's a pretty good hockey player. Sure. No, he is. Well, he is. You just said a minute ago, well, I don't know. I can't say he's a bust, but I he said is. he's a good player. I just said he's a bust yet. I honestly don't. I don't. I'm not with Mike, but he's Nobody's definitely got that that's, that's why I think this is his chance. I mean, I think this this playoff is a really great opportunity for him to do something. I, I agree with that. Like this is this is this. He's going to get a lot of chances. He's going to get a lot of um, going to get a lot of ice time. Yeah, and this and month, just to answer, like, like Anthony in the, in the chat room, it doesn't matter that he was the third overall pick. Right. That's long dead and buried. It doesn't matter. It has no bearing on his on his playing ability anymore. None. Totally um, we have we're being joined by Muth Springsteen here. One second, hold on, come on in. <laughs> here he is. Um, Hello, I am Muth Springsteen. <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. How yes, you doing? I'm doing well. He's got a guitar and stuff like that too. Yes, mate. <laughs> can't really see it. Curious. Here is guys' yeah. guitar. There we go. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Let's go find Billy Joel and beat him up. Yeah. Oh, nice anyway. try. <laughs> it's a family show here. Those wives are much nicer looking. It's a family show here. Hey, hey, hey. I don't Look, think Bruce Springsteen moved a lot faster than Bruce. I don't think my wife is going to be. Uh, joining us. I don't think she wants to get involved in this. <laughs> Can't blame her. <laughs> the smarter half act. The smarter half. Definitely the smarter half. Definitely the smarter half. We'll find out though maybe. Um so yeah, I mean that that was one of the things I was looking at. And it was just oh by the way, we also got sent this, which is really kind of cool. I'm gonna show you this here. Um Cam sent us this in the chat room. These are the official where is it? All right here it's just here we go. Here we go. Yeah, Cam needs to get a life. He really no, appreciate this. This is no, this is cool. He's a good guy. These are the jerseys. Um, right now the home and away jerseys officially. So of this, um, I don't love it. I yeah. don't. The color scheme is very Canuck like. Yeah, it's very Canuck like. I'll take the white one over yeah. the other one. Yeah, but I don't love it. I think the black, um, you know, with the Vegas Golden Knights having done the black thing. Well, I, I'm not like, I mean, I, I think dark blue and black is six of one, half a dozen of another. I just think the color scheme is, is very, like I said, it, if you wanted to sort of, I mean, okay, the San Jose Sharks have, have the market cornered on teal. Right. Um, you know, the Canucks. With the, with the bit with the with the big orca with the sea with the 
fairly similar color scheme. I just don't think this is very original. Like Esmir said, and like we are all thinking, it is too plain. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty plain. It's plain, man. It's like, you know what it's like? It's like when you go to a game and you say, hey, to your friends, dress up for the game. Let's get dressed up in, you know, like flyer stuff. And your friend just comes and he's wearing no flyer stuff that you could see. And he's like, well, didn't didn't I say wear flyer stuff? And he's like, yeah, I got an orange turtleneck. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I actually think the anchor would have been cooler if they went with the anchor. It might have been. Because it's just a, a classic symbol, you know? Yeah, and that's yeah. going to be on the shoulders. That's all it's going to be. The anchor's on the shoulders, but I think the anchor in the middle in the middle here would have been, you know, in the middle of this area would have been better. Just because I think that, yeah, I mean, you, you, I like I like teams with, like, a classic symbol. Like, that symbol symbolizes this. You know what this is? This is a starter jersey. This is not, like, an actual yeah. jersey. This is, like, okay, you know, maybe a couple years down the line we're going to rebrand. And oh, we're going to rebrand. You'll see that. This is a starter jersey. This is. But they had two years to make the logo. I, I know. That's, that's that's where I think this is this is terrible because you had so much time. And I, I'm going to ask a real question here. Yeah. This is a real probing question, Eck. If you didn't know what city this this team resided in, would yeah, yeah. you know by just the logo? The no. answer is no. No. I mean, someone says it looks like uh, the Seattle Mariners. Thing. It does. It does look a little like the Mariners, but like the Space Needle's not incorporated in the logo. The yeah. city is not incorporated in the logo. Like I don't know what city this is from. Yeah. Like to me, I would have had like I don't know, just like I would have had the Space Needle be predominant because that's a big thing. Yeah. Either the Space Needle into like a hockey stick or like the Space Needle like being attacked by an octopus, something like that. That would have actually or Space Needle carrying a Starbucks coffee cup. Right. <laughs> Right, or or Bill Gates' head, or something just that you could put on there that would just like be, you know, like or the Amazon logo. Um, there's a bunch of things. I mean, you this could do. be like Salzburg, Austria. You don't know. Yeah. Sacramento. I mean, third, third, I mean it's not I've, Sacramento. I, it could be Sacramento. I want to see what it looks like when they actually skate with them on the ice too, because it's as different. But um, I think I think they're not using the blue enough that they need to use the blue. So you think it's going to look better when Robert Hogg is wearing one? Like what? Are, what are you saying? <laughs> Robert Hogg is wearing. One. Why 32? What's 32? What's the symbol of 32? Why 32? On 32nd team. Oh, 32nd team. Thank you. I, I knew that was the reason I was just trying to figure out. There you go. It looks like a Murray Craven jersey with the wrong. That's know. what I'm thinking. Murray Cra 32. That's good, 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 good throwback. That is a good throwback. Not many 32s in the league that we can really think of. Who's the best 32 in the NHL right now? Rob Ray. Was a 32. <laughs> Rob Ray. Who's the best 32 in the NHL right now? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. We should do it. Looks like an AHL jersey, maybe. Yeah, you know, there are, there are some nice AHL jerseys. Yeah, I have to say, there are some nice AHL jerseys. I wore like dubbed the but the, the the Calgary thing from yesterday. I thought was pretty cool. And I, yeah. I found a Calgary worn by the Calgary Hitmen last year. I didn't realize okay. that. Heck, pull up Lowell's the Lock Monsters. Okay, I'll get that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll check that. The Lowell Lock Monsters, Lock Monsters jersey. Yeah, with the Lowell Monsters, I think they just are now. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. You guys can keep talking about something. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just, it is very plain. It is. Somebody said it looks like the Suzuki symbol. Like, I, I can't disagree with any of that. I see the Suzuki symbol. Yeah, definitely. Let's see if I can find an image of this thing. Um, you know what? It, it looked worse on a jersey than it did just plain. Here it is. Okay. Um, here's our media guide, at least. Oh, here it is. This is pretty good. All right. Check this out. I'll bring this up. Where is right, it? Let's see it. Sorry, coming up any second. This is exciting television. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the way it is. I just lost it. Um, you lost it. All right. 
I lost it. But no, I, I, I mean, it's, it's more, it reminds me more of the devils type thing. But um, even the devils thing makes more sense. Yeah, I think the, de I mean, the devils, you know, the old Jersey devils actually from the other league. I like their jerseys. You remember them at all? No. You know, the Jersey devils were a team in another, another WHA, but another league that played out of Cherry Hill. Um, no, but that team was a, yeah, I know that league. And I remember because um, I interviewed someone at the Hockey Hall, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame that played for that Cherry Hill team. Uh, hold on. Yeah, to answer Esmir's, oh, we lost that. To answer Esmir's yeah. uh, question in the chat, uh, there was a fan survey. They had a, over a thousand names that were submitted, and they weaned it down to a few, and then. I guess they did some sort of analysis of it, and that's why they went with Kraken. But yeah, I'm looking at that other Jersey Devils logo. It's hideous. <laughs> it's also the EHL, so like whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they spent a lot on branding for that. Uh, that's so anybody who wants to ask questions, prospect or otherwise, shooting them in the chat room. Yeah, I, I did see. So I did see something online regarding the number the number two pick and and the LA Kings and you know, what direction they were going to go. And again, like this week, this week they're back to Stutzla after last week being Byfield. No, I think it's Byfield. I think that's how they're going to go. I think they looked into everything like we talked about, but in the end, I think they're going to go Byfield because again, maybe Velarde doesn't play center. One of those guys just won't play center. That's not the end of the world. Right. right? That one, it's a little cartoonish, but right. I have a better feel for what that is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely. Um, although it looks more like an alligator than a lacrosse monster, but yeah, I totally get it. I like that a lot. I mean, then this one, yeah. this one up here is very Utica. Well, that's the little devils. Okay, so that's yeah, why. that's the yeah, that's the little devils. That was the devils logo, which I'm never been the biggest fan of. Um, but I think if they'd have done something a little bit, well, what's the one? What's that one down below in the middle? Act the front view is probably better. This one here, like that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go back. All right. I meant on the right side. On the right side, yeah. On the right side where it says the look. No, no, no. Go back. Sorry. <laughs> Down from where the big logo is, there's one in the middle there. No, all the way to the right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Keep, Keep going. going to the right. Keep going. Keep Don't going. No, no, there's all the way. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. Never mind. But there's another logo there on the other side where there's the big picture of the Lowell Lock Monsters logo. And the one in the middle there, the front view is actually great. It's got the claws on the front. Okay, That's terrific. No, you're. It's on the oh, over here. Side. I see what you're talking about down here. Okay, got yeah. it. You got it. This one. Like that. There you go. That's cool. better. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good um, logo. I agree with that. Uh, as now, uh, now I think the font can be improved on on that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, River Rat fifty five came up with the answer. The best thirty two in the league is Jonathan Quick. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. Um, for just to answer funky, will Rob, will Robertson play against Columbus? Not to start the series. If they no, fall, yeah, there's no way. That's the old Jersey devils logo from way back. Um, when they play and I was hoping that I was really hoping the devils would go with this bit way back when, um, Oh my God, this, this logo here. Cause it, no, I, I was just saying that's hideous. <laughs> this logo here. It's hideous. That, what like the it. hell is that? It's a J and a D. Man. No, it's horrible. Yeah. That's what it is. I liked it. I don't know why. 
Maybe I grew, I grew up in Cherry Hill, so maybe. So this is interesting. Esmir is asking, I, I know, um, you and Glenn Foley. Um, do you think Jack Hughes will improve behind the bench with Lindy Roth? And I think Lindy will let Jack be very offensive yeah. because I think he knows that that will be a key to the team. Yeah. And Lindy has definitely eased up on the all defense being, you know, you have to be 100% defensively responsible. So I think he, uh, he'll he be good with, with Jack Hughes. Yeah. I think so too. I definitely think so. Um, I'm looking for, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how that plays out. If Anthony's asking about any Ranger players that might be, uh, you know, two guys that I could think of Stephen Fogarty. I don't know if he'll make the, uh, the bubble or not, but he does have size and can play a real good grind it out style and, and put in a few points and Tarmo Ryuin and a, um, a Finnish defenseman, who is over now, I think he played some in the AHL this year, would be another guy who I think is a little more advanced than than we realize. Like, he'd be a good guy you could just plug in on the blue line if you had injuries or, you know, if Eric Stahl wasn't playing well or something like that. But, again, I don't know if he's on the roster. That'll come out today. Um, is Kratzoff with the team? I think he is. Uh, Ray- I yeah, I think he is too. Ray- Razor in the chat asks – who starts in net for Pittsburgh? It's Murray. Oh, it's Murray. It's not even close. Yeah, it definitely looks like Murray talking to people. Yep. 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 I think that's the case. He's definitely. Yeah, Kako's looking good. But again, the thing with Kako is in camp when nobody's checking him, when he has a lot of space, Kako looks great. If Kako gets anywhere near the net with the hands he has, he's going to score. But the problem is he has to get there. And he and right now his skating's not good enough to find that open area. If he gets a little better with skating, then you'll get to see the real couple Kako. Well, somebody else, somebody, a couple of people in the chat are asking who's going to get hired as the uh, replacement for Fudo in LA, whether Yanetti will be the new EH yeah. or not. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to even do a replacement. Yeah. Like, they may go smaller and leave Yanetti where he is, which he's great at what he does. He does deserve to get that spot. He really does. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Did you um okay? Did, did you guys see this? The uh, the um this is the NWHL. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. I love it. Connecticut, Connecticut Whalers, love this a lot. Love it. Really, really good. I would buy that jersey. Yeah, it's a really cool one. And uh, yeah, they're going back to the Whaler type thing. Yeah, and no, it's great. Really cool. Even the blue gloves, I'm all in. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. All right, I gotta go, guys, because right. I have a dog that's sick over here. But um, remember, folks, um, it was great talking today. We'll be back again tomorrow on Friday. Hopefully, maybe Kevin Allen. We'll see what's yeah. happening there. Um, remember without the buds, it is all just coaches Gordon Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? No, he asked who the Rangers defensive coach was somebody. And I Gordon said, Murphy. there you go. All right, folks. Remember without the buzz is just hockey. We will. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.